0: Thank you so much. Good morning, church. How are you this morning? So I've got tissues just in case. Uh, come well prepared. And thank you so much, Paul. So I just wanted to start by just saying thank you to Pastor Mark and Nina for taking the chance on me. They didn't know me when I arrived. And I just, I am so joyed that you, you just... Seek, took a time to seek God and to make sure that I was meant to be here. And I'm so grateful that I have been here and we will continue here. I also want to say good morning to my family and just thank you and um, thank you to my mom. Um, she has been amazing. Um, I'm going to be a little bit vulnerable. My mum was actually pretty young when she fell pregnant with me and I'm just so grateful that she decided to keep me and that I am here today being able to spread the word of Jesus to everyone. So mum, thank you so much. Thank you. So, And just one more, I wanted to say thank you to my long-term mentor, Phil Marshall, who has just answered my call at any time of the day for the last 10 years he was my next door neighbor he transitioned out of the defense force but has just been such a rock and then oh lastly also Cindy War who's in army uniform today thank you for all that you have done for we served together previously and we have transitioned together and I just want to thank you for again always taking my calls at any time and just loving on me all the time so just thank you And I just also, I will get to this, but I want to say thank you to every single person in this room, for life is a continuous journey, and for myself, many of you have followed my journey, and you have been a part of my journey. So in keeping with journeying this morning, I have titled my sermon, Kingdom Passport. And like a passport, my journey of church placement has come to an end And it is now time for me to collect my stamp in my book and continue on into Army Chaplaincy. Like Pastor Mark said, I remember the first time um, I came here. So it was, I actually still have the ticket. It was on the 3rd of January, 2021. And yes, I booked a ticket because it was the time of covid Only a few days prior, the army had made a decision that saw me leaving my last church. Yep, that's it. Um, Saw me leaving my last church and I had to then move and make a decision where I was going to settle. Admittedly, I'd actually tried to book a ticket to my friend's church, um, but I just couldn't get in. So I did the ACC find me a church and this church popped up. And so it was on the 3rd that I I booked my ticket and I, I, I planned to visit and I came to visit and I still remember the day that I walked in. Alice Vanderpoel was the host team member. She welcomed us to Emerge Church, showed us around and she was my very first familiar face. So for the host team out there, if you think you're not doing much, you're doing incredible work. You're doing incredible work. I remember coming up to Pastor Mark in the cafe after and I remember him as a newcomer saying you don't know me but I want a whole heap of stuff out of you (laughs) and so this is where I'm gonna just start my journey for Pastor Mark told me to write a sermon about my experience but I decided to get a little bit creative so this morning, I'm going to go through all of the words of the church that the church was given and the words that we had for summit and summarize my journey to you, but also reflect Jesus through that. So my first part is live, live always trusting. For like I said, I was, I was not a long-term congregation member to emerge, but rather a newcomer. I remember my first Sunday walking straight up to Pastor Mark in the cafe And after the service, I just pretty much said to him, can you hire me? I was very honest and told him that I pastored somewhere else, but if he took me, I was going to be free. He must have thought I was crazy. (laughs) I told him in return to my freeness, he would have to offer me and and give me experiences A, B, and C, in which I wasn't surprised when I didn't get my follow-up call. For I know that I walked out and I was like, I sound like a crazy lady. <laughs> I wouldn't have called me either. But I, got, I, I was a bit surprised when I got a follow-up call by Pastor Joe, the associate pastor, to make sure I wasn't crazy. And it was in those moments in which I knew God had already had a plan for me. I met with Pastor Joe in in all vulnerability. I told him what I was seeking. And Joe is very spiritual. In that moment, he met with me and my husband, Andrew. And he knew I wasn't a crazy lady. And so he had said that he would talk to Pastor Mark about this. It is in those moments of not knowing, when you feel lost and you are very vulnerable that you can only trust in the unconditional love of God to lead you where he wants you. On the 28th of February, 2021, I was announced to you, Emerge Church, that I would be coming on staff. Like I said, the word for the year was the word live and to refresh everyone's memory, the Bible verse for that year was Ezekiel 37one to 14 as the passage in which God's sovereign plans for his people is demonstrated by the resurrection of dry bones in a valley, a restoration that seemed impossible. However, the Lord comes and tells Ezekiel to prophesy life back into these bones. For Ezekiel 37, verse 7 to 11 tells us, So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together. Bone to bone. I looked and the tendons and flesh appeared on the skin and covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, prophecy, son of man, and say it, This is the sovereign Lord says, Come from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the people of Israel. They say our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. For these bones did not know that they would one day be resurrected. For they were dust in a valley, dry and disintegrating. All hope is lost. Ezekiel verse uh, 37, verses, sorry, 12 to 14, then continues to say, "'Therefore prophesy and say to them, "'This is what the sovereign Lord says. "'My people, I'm going to open your graves "'and bring you up from them. "'I will bring you back to the land of Israel. "'Then you, my people, will know that I am Lord. "'When I open your graves and you bring you up from them, "'I will put my spirit in you and you will live.'" and i will settle you in my own in your land then you will know that i am lord, the lord have spoken and i have done it declares the lord for this scripture highlights god's sovereignty over each and every one of our futures god fulfills what he has set out to do not only does he p- provide for us our physical needs our, our our bread our daily bread but he also knows us in our deep spiritual needs, which these can only be fulfilled by him. For it is God who has the master plan, for he is God who has seen our past, journeys with us currently, and has already ordained the path of our future. So it doesn't matter how much we think we've messed up, fallen short, or fallen into sin, no matter how dry your bones become, God can restore all things. Whenever we lose hope, we can rest assured that God promises to restore all things. Living, Live trusting God, as I live trusting God that Emerge was meant to be my home for myself and my family. For seek Him and live trusting in Him in absolutely everything. And He will take you on a journey. He will take you on a path. And He will stamp your passport with you. So I encourage you, collect those those kingdom stamps. For the next word we have in the first year that I was here was the summit word, and this was marvellous. And today I just want to talk about how we serve a marvellous God. For my first summit with Emerge, um, I had actually never been to a summit before. It was not something that my previous church did, so I was very unsuspecting. However, it was awesome, like absolutely awesome. Awesome. Um, we call it Family Camp, and I actually do wish that we did camp. I mean, we've got the space. Like, it's, it was great. If you haven't been to one, I just want to encourage you, get along to Summit. It is, I can't even explain it. There is no words from it, but just get there. And uh, I'll be serving at next year's one, so come serve with me. Um, and when I think about how marvelous our God is, I think of the story of Lazarus's death. This is the shortest verse in the Bible, and it is actually my most favourite verse. Um, I think, if Nana, please cover your ears. Um, if I was to get a tattoo, this would be it. Um, <laughs> but I also love my great Nana very much. So, <laughs> so this is found within John thirty-five eleven, and it is simply two words: Jesus wept. And within these very two words, I see the humanness of Jesus. For we all know that Jesus is the son of God and he already knew that he was going to resurrect him from the dead. And I mean, to be honest, Jesus could have prevented him from dying. He is Jesus after all. He could have rewrote the story, but no. Instead, he allows it to play out, becoming emotional and then raising him from the dead. I love that when he weeps, full knowing that Lazarus will live again, Jesus comes down to our level in that moment. His love is shown, his tenderness is shown. Like I said, he could have changed the story, he could have healed Lazarus standing, but instead, he allows us to see this happen and to be able to come down to us on our level and be tender with us. So, the one I, so sorry, so for the, we serve a marvelous God. The one who celebrates with us in all of our little wins, but the one who also weeps with us in our secret places. When I think about this story, I'm uh, actually brought back to being a parent, and as parents probably can appreciate in this room, your children have many of cries, right? So there is the very fake cry, which is the wah cry, um, and you know not to react too quickly. You know that it's just a bit of attention, we'll let them sort it out, and uh, and uh, when I actually think about this more deeply, for me, uh, my youngest daughter, Bella, who's five, who's never really been a bit of a wow person. She's just more of a mmm, right? <laughs> Love her. Um, but I know that when she comes with me to, with real tears, I know that something has happened. And it's in that very moment when I see tears running down her face that I do not care about what's happening around me. I know that she needs my undivided attention. And in that moment, I need to sort out what she's doing. It's often in the moment she can't verbalise to me what's happening, but it's in that moment where I become that crazy lady again, and I'm like, what's happened? Who did it? What happened? Where you saw? What happened? What did you see? And she just cries. And I think... In this moment, that's how our God also loves us. For when we upset, He knows what's happened, but He wants to come into us and be with us in that most vulnerable part. For He doesn't come in and sort it out like we do. He's already got a plan. He knew that it was going to happen, and he's already ordained the path ahead of you. He wants us to be tender and vulnerable, for God is a father. A father who is marvellous, who loves unconditionally, and he wants us to always reach out to him. And so I just encourage you again, if you're looking for a tender moment or you're in a tender season, reach out for him. For he is the one that journeys with you, for he is the one that will wipe your tears, and he is the one that has set you a good path. Which leads me on to the next word, which was my second year. And it was a word for the church for that year was proclaim and declare. And for this part in my passport, I have decided to call this proclaim and declare your God-given purpose. This was the first year in which I finally found my groove. I had had friendships. I had found my tribe. Um, I started to get to know congregation uh, members on a more intimate level I was thriving. I had made good friends on staff. I had become room buddies with Jacinta for everything. (laughs) Um, And so I was thriving in the goodness that God had planned for my life. When I think about the plans and the purpose that God has for my life, I often like to read and meditate on Psalm 19. For Psalm 19, verse 1 says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. And if the heavens are declaring the the glory of God and the skies proclaiming his works, I mean, heavens and skies declaring and proclaiming is definitely the God that I want on my side. For Psalms 19 verse 7-11 continue, The instructions of the Lord are perfect, reviving the soul. The decrees of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The commandments of the Lord are right, bringing joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are clear, giving insight for living. Reverence for the Lord is pure, lasting forever. The laws of the Lord are true, each one is fair. They are more desirable than gold, even the finest gold. They are sweeter than honey, even honey dripping from the comb. They are a warning to your servant, a great reward to those who obey them. In this psalm, I see so many crossovers into how we should live our everyday life. The instructions of God are perfect, therefore follow his instruction. But for me in the army, when, I, I, when someone gives me an instruction, I'm going to follow it. Because if I don't, well, my life is made a little less easy. Which reminds me of the time that I was at Kapooka and for the seniors that heard this, I'm really sorry but I'm going to bring this up again. When I was at Kapuka try, training to be a soldier, um, we were doing a stretcher carry down the hills of Kapuka, and for anyone who's not been there, it's heavenly. Um, these hills are very steep. They um, have massive boulders. And for fun, the army thinks that it's a really good idea to walk to the top of them and then carry someone down. So it was at this time in my field phase in which my Russian section commander, I'll say that again, Russian, he joined the totally wrong army, uh, (laughs) decided that he wanted to volunteer to be carried down. And this man was weighed probably as much as my house. And he got to the stop and he gave a few instructions. And the instructions were, uh, Beck, you are going to be lead carrier. Uh, I'm the smallest person in the group. I'm also female, and uh, I am going to say it. I'm a, not as strong up here as my fellow men, um, so arm strength a little lacking. And so he puts me in charge. I, as the lead stretcher carrier, was not able to take a break, apparently. These were the instructions given to me. And I was to stay and struggle through the whole carry down this steep mountain. As you can appreciate carrying this Russian man who was in the wrong army and weighed as much as a horse, I got fatigued and fatigued very quickly. And the very thing happened that I didn't want to. Here I am, 19 year old me, a lot smaller and trying to carry a horse down a mountain, trying to remind myself, I can do all things in Christ, the one who gives me strength, I can do all things in Christ, the one who gives me strength, I can do all things in, and just like that I dropped him. And he's gone, he's gone, he's sliding down like bob sled style, like down the hill, over rocks, over boulders, until finally he hit a, a boulder big enough that stopped him. And can I say that when you stretch a carry, you carry head first, so his head <laughs> going down. Lucky he was a big man, so he didn't get hurt, which I was happy for, but he wasn't overly happy. For when I dropped him, I broke my fingers, and uh, when he came to yell at me, I told him, a you OK? Because I'm not. I'm the victim in this story. <laughs> In which he didn't honour that, <laughs> and he told me it was lucky that I could. It wasn't my other finger. So, however, when I read I read um, Psalms nineteen verse nine, it says, "The laws of the Lord are true; each one is fair." For he should have known that it was a bad idea. <laughs> For if he had read his Bible, he would have <laughs> known that it was not fair. But all funniness aside, I encourage you, pray and seek him for your purpose. Seek him for your plans and seek him for the things that that you want to be be a part of your life. When you're interviewing for a new job, read his word and pray. When something has happened in your family, in your friends or with a significant other, seek him. Read his word. Pray, and if you need counsel, I pray that you you go to someone of good, godly stature, someone like Pastor Mark and Nina. Don't go telling the checkout chick at Woolworths, she doesn't care, (laughs) but seek someone of godly stature. Leading to my next point very, very nicely, which was the summit word for that year, magnify. Magnify. So Magnify was my second summit at Emerge and this that year the girls were given magnifying glasses as a gift uh, for coming to summit. And as soon as we got home, my uh, good husband over here tried to teach the girls that you could use the sun, a magnifying glass and an ant and do poor things to that ant. And while this story is probably all too common for most of the fathers in this room. I find it quite symbolic, the magnifying glass, the unsuspecting ant and the sun. For Acts two one four tells us, on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were in a meeting together in one place. Suddenly, there was a sound from heaven like a roaring of mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then... What looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. For when we magnify God in our life, the Holy Spirit is always with us our very own tongue of fire comes upon us. And for when we actively magnify him, he becomes more central. Like a magnifying glass too, when, you know, this was said, when you magnify something, it becomes bigger. So by magnifying Jesus, God, Holy Spirit in your life, they become bigger. For our God is an everlasting God and is with us always. So the word for this year as we all know, was fruit, more fruit, much fruit, and I'm going to start this sermon, this part of this sermon off, and be very vulnerable with you. Do you know how we were all given strawberries? <laughs> to be honest, I'm a horrible plant mother. I'm a good human mother, which is great for me, uh, but I'm a horrible plant mother. So unfortunately, that the day that that plant was taken, its fate was sealed it died (laughs) and now I'm the mother who likes to spend four dollars a punnet of strawberries every week because my girls love them and not only is it four dollars but because I've got two girls it's eight dollars and they eat these strawberries in about half a second so strawberries are actually very expensive in my house so it probably would have benefited me to make this strawberry pan an absolute everlasting fruit As for the everlasting fruit in my life, Emerge has been a part of my growing ministry moments. For it is to the credit of Pastor Mark and Pastor Nina, who have, and every staff member, and every single person in this room have had a part in growing me. For while my ministry calling is to to stand next to the men and women of the Defence Force, it is all of you who have made this possible. And I hope and I pray that one day you might hear of a great female chaplain in the army strengthening and supporting our soldiers. And I pray that that person is me and that you take great pride in the fact that you have been a part of my journey. For you have equipped me for this ministry. For Ephesians 4 verse 1 to 8 says, Therefore a prisoner for serving therefore I a prisoner for serving the Lord beg you to lead a life worth worthy of your calling for you have been called by God always be humble and gentle be patient with each other making allowance for each other's faults because of your love make every effort to keep yourselves united in the spirit binding yourselves together with peace for there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and one Father of it all, who is over all, in all and living through all. However, he has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. This—that That is what the scripture says, when he ascended to the heights, he led a crown of captives, and gave the gifts to his people. For God has given us all unique and special gifts, and these talents are to be used to grow his kingdom. And while you have been or been a part of my journey, I encourage you to grow and use your kingdom gifts. And it can be as easy as inviting someone to the Christmas show, right? And while I don't need to go too much further in everlasting fruit because Pastor Mark has done a terrific job this year and I do not need to build on this, I am going to build on the fact that God leads you to each and every point in your life. He, he leads you to each and every opportunity. And on the word build, I just want to finish up with this word's Summit's word, which was Build. And for this, I have changed it slightly again, and I have said, build his kingdom. As I finish up at Emerge in the coming days, I will return to the army, and I am very confident that I have been made ready ready to bring Jesus to the soldiers, ready to bring Jesus to the men and women of the Defence Force, ready to bring Christ-like to them, to be Christ-like to them every day, to reflect Jesus in everything that I do and everyone I work next to daily. With everyone of whom I have the privilege to meet and sit with, I am confident that I have been built for this very moment God has prepared the path for me, and I now go forward on this journey with him right beside me. If I could get the band up, please. For Ephesians 2, verse 8 to 10, For we have been, by the grace you have been saved through Christ, and this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God not a result of works, so that no one can make boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ for good works, which God prepared beforehand, and that we should walk in them. For it is God who builds us up. It is his kingdom that we have been brought, saved by, to build his kingdom. And when I think about uh, the steps of being built, I actually think about uh, the early steps of our building a house and I am sort of no, because my husband, who hasn't done carpentry for two years, still identifies as a carpenter. Um, so, and I, I'm aware of the various steps. For when you build a house, you, you seek a piece of land, there is a time of wondering what will the house look like, how many bedrooms, how many bathrooms, and if you're my husband, a gigantic shed in the, in the back. This is, then there is an application process, process to have the works approved by the council. Then there is an engaging with the right builder to make your dreams come true. With seeking, wandering council and works when building a house, we too in our spiritual walk with God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit must seek them in all. Dream with God for he knows the next things in your life. Meet your fellow Christian neighbours neighbours, and counsel them with these ideas. And can I suggest if you haven't already joined a life group, join a life group. These are people that you get to do life with every day. And if you want to be even more planted in the church, I'm going to say, join the host team, join the service team and journey with these people. I hear they've got plenty of spaces in the service team, so... Uh, You can go see Paul just down the back after if that's uh, feeling spirit-led right now. Um, I would like to take this moment now, if any part of this that I've shared this morning has spoken to you, that I wanna give you a time to acknowledge and respond. So with every head bowed and eyes closed, if you this morning need to reconnect with God, or there is a point in which you need to trust a little bit more, seek a little bit more, or allow Him to move a little bit more. It is in this moment I'm going to ask you to be super vulnerable, to be sticking, to be stamping those stamps in your kingdom passport. And this morning I'm going to ask you, and if you are online, you can also get connected with us on the Hub. But I'm going to ask you this morning, if that's you, would you please raise your hand if, if you need a, a refreshing a reconnecting just to give a little bit more is that you this morning I see your hand thank you so much thank you is there anyone else in this room this morning as you continue to bow your head this morning I encourage you to to listen to God And if you don't know this person, this Father that I have spoken about this morning and and you need Him in your life to lead you, I just pray for you right now. I I want you to be vulnerable as well and I want you to raise your hand this morning because I would love to chat with you and I would love to tell you all about this Jesus, the Father of my life who has had great plans for me who I'm excited to travel with. So is that you this morning? You would like to know who Jesus is? I'd just like to give you this moment right now and online. Do you raise your hand? Is there anyone in this room? No? Well, thank you so much. Lord, I thank you that you are a marvellous God and we can live trusting in you, Lord. Lord, I, I thank everybody I give thanks for every person in this room, Lord, who has been a part of my journey, Lord, and have shaped me, Lord. Lord, for you have made us for community, Lord, and I thank you for the community here at at Emerge Church, Lord, and I pray over the Christmas production, Lord, that people would seek, would be bold enough to hand out invites, Lord, and we could grow this community together, Lord. So, Lord, I thank you, that you are Father, you are unconditional love to us this morning, Lord. Lord, I pray this in your name. Amen.